0: I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to the interviewer in this series. I'm talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today I'm talking to a regular on the show, the master of North and South, an ambassador for sperm whales and a broadcast hero in her own right. Tesara Camilleri Saliba. <laughs> today, I'm going to be picking up on some themes that Tez herself has been talking about in the media and divulging into them in some more depth. We're going to be looking at body image, mental health, and much, much more. But for now, hello, Tez. Hello. How are you, Tez? How's things? How's life?
1: I'm super. How are you?
0: I'm really good. You can probably hear I'm a little bit croaky today. It's, all right. it's and That's nice just Alex. Do you like that?
1: It's got like a Cheryl Crow thing. Hi, to Tez. You. Oh.
0: Hi Tess, welcome to the interviewer.
1: <laughs> 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 Hi friend, so um, it's always great to see you.
0: <laughs> it's great to see you too uh, and and how's life, how's things, you're back teaching I assume.
1: I'm back teaching, yes, we had uh, obviously two weeks off for Easter holidays, um, thankfully then schools opened again on the 12th and thankfully we're back, I'm really, I'm really glad to be back, I love being at school.
0: Well we're going to be talking about school as well in a little bit but before we get there... Mm. I really do want to recap on some of the the Ah. recent posts that you've been putting out. And I want to talk to them. Yeah. are
1: scaring me when you say this because half the time I post and I'm like, let's see where this goes because I don't give it much thought. And here you are saying, we're going to dive right in. I'm like,
0: we are. We (laughs) really are going to dive right in. We're going to have a a good look at all of these things. But I want to start off with one of your recent posts that said, perfect bodies. We don't know them with the hashtag. Perfectly imperfect. Now I'm gonna ask you some very honest questions all relating right, to okay. this topic. Are you so, up for this?
1: I'm very, very up for this, guys. So you might not have the crazy the as you're used to for this one. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna attack it somehow. We've had some really good, serious ones these last couple of weeks, haven't we? So let
0: me ask you so something first okay, of all.
1: Okay, okay. You
0: you use the hashtag perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. So I I'm wanna go right in there, stri- strike right to Into the heart it. of this. Okay. How do you feel about your body image?
1: Um, I have a I have a, a hate hate relationship with my body. Um, so much so that I don't go to the beach. So much so that um, I ca- I'm not going to <laughs> sit here on a podcast and tell you, oh, embrace your curves and all of this, because I I can't tell you that I do. Um, I've I've struggled with body issues for I think a, a larger percentage of my life. Not because I've been overweight or whatever. It's just that. Um, I've just, I've never been 100% happy with the way that I looked. Um, it's, it's horrible to admit it, I think.
0: Um, I think you say that it's horrible to admit it, but I think it's one of those conversations that we never have. have.
1: Yes. I, I, I think, I think it's hard to admit, but I think it's important to admit. Um, so I know, I know what I see in the mirror. I know that. It, the second I stop training, the second I take an extra slice of pizza, the second blah 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 blah, it's going to show. It's going to it's going to show on my body. I also know that um, I'm genetically inclined to to be a certain way because of the way my parents are. So you do have to keep that in mind as well. In my case, and uh, I'm going to really dive into this and and call a spade a spade. I have large boobs, <laughs> and it's no no. It's 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 something. Yes, it's it's funny. It's whatever, but. It does make you look a little bit heavier than I would like to. Now, I'm somebody who really does embrace the fact that I have
0: boobs because I like them. But, but you know what? This is really interesting because I myself also have large boobs. And I've always had large boobs. And I've always been the, you know that, that person that had big boobs and I have a smaller waist. It's funny because in the 60s and the 50s and 60s, that would have been the look. Mm -hmm. the figure to have if you look back at at role models from that time marilyn monroe you know being one of the perfect role models from there and you look at it and that was your time (laughs) julie thank you so much tess (gasps) no you realize it's my birthday (laughs) um well let me ask you a question let's come back to that okay Um, so does your I'm i'm trying to kind of gauge this does your opinion of your of yourself stay constant Or does it change on a daily or weekly or monthly or yearly It totally
1: changes, I would say, even day-to-day, even midday. First of all, as women, I think our cycle really does affect it uh, because you you feel more bloated on some days, you feel more um, lethargic on others. There are days I need to push myself to train and I don't feel like training, but uh, I tell myself I'm feeling totally sluggish or I've had uh, takeout yesterday, I need to run, you know, or something like that, so... I cannot, I, there are days that then I, I look at myself and I say, all right, today you look, actually, you look quite all right. And <laughs> like, I, I, after I run, I would take a shower, obviously, and look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, I'm seeing some definition. Oh, my God, it's happening. Um, so having said all of this, having said the whole um, thing that I have this hate, hate relationship with my body, um, I also understand that I feel on social media, especially the local social media scene, we need to be putting out more things of substance. And, you know, the kind of expression of, um, you know, be the change you want to see. I'm trying to be the change I want to see. I want want to normalize normal bodies.
0: We're going to come to that in just a second. Before we get there, has there ever been a time Mm -hmm. that you were consistently 100% happy with your body
1: yes i would say that was uh the time where i was about to get married but it came at a real cost because i i was on a strict diet where i didn't eat any pasta any pizza any very little carb you know Um, and i was training a lot a lot as as great as i felt and i look at my wedding pictures and i say oh my god i really i really felt i looked great um i wouldn't go back to that
0: well okay okay this is exactly where i wanted to go because we have a mutual friend leanne who's mm-hmm. going to be on the podcast in the next oh, couple of weeks I love her. she's a beautiful 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 woman and she's you know won uh, world championships mm-hmm. based on her figure and her appearance mm-hmm. but that as you just rightly said takes a lot of work yeah but here's the tr- here's the question Okay, if they, if you know that you can achieve that, if you know that you can achieve exactly what you look like around the time of your wedding, when you really, really were happy, and you know that right now you are not happy, is it worth going back to putting that much effort in, or how do you find the balance? Listen, where to, does the balance uh, sit?
1: Yes, I think you need to see what works for your body. Um, I'm somebody who looks at a bloody carbohydrate, and it's already on my ass, so... I think you really need to strike a balance. Um, What works for your body doesn't necessarily work for mine. Um, Recently, as we've said, even in previous podcasts, I've gotten into running and I'm really enjoying doing that. I think you need to have a balance. If you're going to eat takeaway every day in a body like mine, it's going to reflect in my body. If I don't exercise, it's going to reflect in my body. I have friends of mine who eat absolute garbage and they don't have an ounce of cellulite. Am I jealous? Fucking right, I am. But can I do anything about it? No. I think I've gotten to a point before I was just angry at it. I was angry at the fact that al How how can she train a fraction of what I train, eat a fraction of the healthiest stuff I eat, and she looks that way? It used to really piss me off. Now I think I've gotten to a point where I'm a bit like, okay, there's nothing I can do about that. This is the way I look. I'm either going to do something about it to make myself feel better in my own skin or I'm just going to keep going around in circles. I, th- I think that's what it is about, eh? striking a balance. I try and train uh, four times a week. I try and eat as healthily as I can, but then if I if I want to cheat you know, and have a, a takeaway pizza or something, then I'm going to do so because... I think life is too short. I, even though I look at the, the lead up to my wedding and I say, oh my God, I have such definition and blah, 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 blah. And I say, wow, I still I, there's still another side to me that also likes to eat. So I'm not going to give up the carbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was speaking to Maxine Aquilina, who you've had on the show before. Mm, I absolutely okay. love her. She's a good friend of mine. And uh, we often talk about, we have we have the same issues. We have... Um, curves you know when we often talk about body type and we often talk about because we're both educators as well the type of message we want to transmit onto social media and um, we're she even on on here has spoken about how she doesn't like how certain things happen on social media and how mm-hmm. she doesn't like doing it and all of that after X Factor she unfollowed everything she disconnected from social media and whatever and she had, she actually told me um, you need to I, I, was, I was having a really low period and you know, we need to follow unfollow certain people and start following people who are going to inspire you and i followed loads of people who really push for um, embracing your curves loving your stretch marks and just acknowledging the fact that you have cellulite you know i think i think we need to Make this normal.
0: Normalize.
1: Normalize the fact that, yes, women have stretch marks. Yes, we get cellulite. Yes, and it's not the end of the world. So that is why I did hashtag. I wrote hashtag perfectly imperfect. Hashtag normalize normal bodies. Why? Because maybe it doesn't affect anybody at all. But on my low points, I want to see something like that. When I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm going, I have love handles. Damn it, maybe I shouldn't have taken that. Chinese takeaway, whatever. But
0: so what? It's a love handle, you know. There is an amazing uh, woman who was a model and a Miss Ireland, and she—I follow her on socials. She uh, is an incredible woman to follow. She shows all the photographs. She's still a model, but she shows the photographs that are shot on the shoot and all the ones that don't make it to the final and the reality of that photo shoot and Mm -hmm. she also talks about loving food and she she quite often grabs i mean she's she's been miss ireland and in in miss world competitions and she'll grab hold of her cellulite and she'll just show it to the camera and she will embrace her her perfectly imperfect and, and we need more role models like that i totally agree with you uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, then it's
1: up to the it's up to the front cover, whoever's choosing the shot, to choose what they want to choose. But um, I like the fact like for example, I like following accounts that have the expectation versus reality, the pictures of how to pose and the reality of when you breathe out and it's not and then they exactly. they would do like a, it's not a before and after. It's just that I posed that way. And this is how people are pos- posing on Instagram to get their ass to look this way, to get their stomach to look this way. It's got to do with lighting. I'm real you know you know what I see Trude. I see that we are filtering everything we are we don't put up a picture and just leave the picture we are growing up in an environment and our youngsters are growing up in an environment that you upload a picture to social media and you've got bunny ears you've got hearts you've got what everything has a filter and I don't don't like this. I don't like that my niece would look at it and say, but that is not how she looks in real life. We need to be normalizing something without a filter, something without sucking your tummy in, without popping your bum a certain way to make it look a certain way we, we need to be normalizing this to me is what i want to see on social media so okay there is um influencing and i really don't identify with the term but i feel that okay there are clothes and all of this that we're talking about on social media and promoting and all of that but <laughs> we should be normalizing these things i think
0: you are brand ambassador for revlon and also for monsoon mm-hmm. both of which are fashion-related brands. Yes. Now, for them, is it not the case that you have to look as perfect as you can be? Do you feel that pressure? Not at all. My answer is no. I don't feel
1: like I am pressured. First of all, as I said, um, I've been... the brand knows me and they would have engaged with somebody like me because they know i'm going to keep it real and all of that i don't feel pressure because to me it's just that i have been engaged to post um two dresses a month for example and i just look at it as like another job i have to do like an acting gig almost you know a, a girl in a pretty dress in a field taking a photo so i don't look at it in that way um with regards to Revlon, again, I don't feel at all because when you're uploading something like makeup, you're definitely not adding a filter to it. So people are really seeing the raw footage of you applying the makeup, You or the raw footage of you putting the, the mascara on. Um, and again, even when I was in contact with Revlon, originally when they had approached me to be their brand ambassador I was very like listen but I'm I'm an actress and a singer so I'm not an influencer and they're like yes yes but that's what we want that you're just a normal person and I think that's the important thing that but even normal people put mascara on you know what I mean
0: (laughs) yes I totally know what you mean and I think Revlon is is you know a a forward-thinking brand in that respect but still if you have any body image issues and you are putting on a dress for monsoon and you're putting that dress out there um in it's reality it's monsoon it's not
1: uh, a brand of bikinis because i wouldn't have accepted to uh, do a contract okay they do get bikinis as do accessorize which is the the sister company of of monsoon um had they told me tears um we have this bikini but no and in reality the good the good thing is that i actually go and choose the dresses i want to i want to to promote myself I'm not just handed oh you have to promote this no I go I choose what's in my style and all of that you know um but no had thankfully I've never had to do it but had I been approached by Monsoon to promote their bikinis it would have been a contract I would have turned down thankfully I feel very comfortable promoting nice flowy dresses because everything is comfortable everything is covered you know um so I I'm I'm a little bit selective, I suppose, when I when I collaborate with certain brands, you know?
0: Listen, you mentioned several times about food. You've mentioned pasta, takeout, Chinese, all these yes. sorts of things. And and you mentioned that you are, as a lot of us are, um are predisposed to putting on weight. Okay. Yes. So have I mean it's a very personal question, but have you ever felt affected by eating disorders? However mild, has that ever come across Uh, they're your kind of spectrum have you ever thought oh man I've just eaten this thing and and now I'm not going to eat for the next couple of days or I've just eaten this thing and I want to get it out of my body or whatever spectrum of eating disorders I've
1: I was never anorexic and I was never bulimic but I did have issues I still to a certain extent have issues of you had that yesterday today you need to train which I don't think is necessarily unhealthy true I think it, it it drives me it motivates me to actually do something about it um
0: I think a health a, an eating disorder is defined by an unhealthy relationship uh-huh. with food
1: no I don't think I ever had that i I think it was just a matter of um I, I don't think I ever let it get to that um thankfully, but I do know friends of mine who did I know um lots of people that did um and Thankfully, no, I'm not somebody who ever went down that route. Um, I think I bloody love food too much. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I never had. But I I do have issues with looking at myself in the mirror. I I don't go swimming through.
0: We've had this discussion because we actually, you and I, have been swimming together. But we're at a secluded beach. We're at a very secluded place. Uh, when nobody really could see us. And I was surprised because you are a very beautiful woman. (laughs) Absolutely. And I was very surprised at how, and and a lot of people listening to this who know you would probably be surprised as well because I was taken aback by really how self-conscious you are. Um, And even when you very, very kindly took part in a a photo shoot with uh, Maxine uh, for this client, you were, you were very bold in, in saying that you'd do it, but very, very self-conscious about the end result. Make sure I'm in the pool, make sure my
1: stomach is covered, make sure this, make sure that. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it stemmed
0: from. I don't know. It do just, you, I mean, do you think um, a, a lot of people, uh, do you think this is more common than we talk about? Yes. Do you think a lot of people are affected by this?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Do you think everybody's affected by it?
1: No, I think, like, my husband doesn't, I can't say he doesn't give a crap. Okay, Dave, I can't say Dave doesn't care, because he does care about his body. He he struggled with weight. He was severely overweight when he was younger. Um, but his body, body is like mine, that it's predisposed to put on weight very easily. But that will not stop him from going to the beach, because he absolutely loves swimming. Um, but leading up to summer, he knows that there are going to be, like, right now, He's already starting to eat healthier because he obviously wants to feel his best when he goes to the beach. I will just not go. Even, I mean, I got married in May. I was beach ready, totally. Technically, this is a stupid phrase, beach ready. And I still didn't go. I was in Mauritius on my honeymoon and I didn't dip my toe into the sea.
0: But don't you think, Tez... Bearing in mind that you're in Mauritius and nobody who sees you is ever going to see you again, do you not think that you're cheating yourself with some, because it sounds to me like a, a slight paranoia, do you not think you're cheating yourself out of of what it could be potentially a really good experience?
1: I I, I cannot lie to you and tell you I'm at the stage where I can say, I can raise my middle finger up and say, fuck the world, I'm going to jump into the sea. I
0: can't. I'll tell you something I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm, I'm a couple of years older than you, uh, one of the things I have learned as I've gotten older is keeping your body in trim gets yes. a lot harder. Uh, of course it does. But giving a crap becomes a lot easier.
1: I, I feel all right if I, if I have um, clothes on it's, it's really hilarious when you think about it because then on stage I'm so confident and I see videos of myself on stage and I'm just like, who the hell is
0: that? But is that not because you're playing a role, you're yes, playing a part, yes. you aren't yourself? Exactly,
1: and that is what scares me because me in a bikini on a beach is 100% me. And it's not a case of people might recognize me. I mean, who the hell am I? It's not because of that. Because even in Mauritius, no Maltese on the islands did I take off my clothes.
0: So what's So the it's answer? got absolutely nothing to do with look, anybody look, recognizing I'm going to ask me. you, what's the answer? What's your suggestion? Because I know for a fact that an awful lot of people are affected by this um, and that we our quality of life can be disrupted by negative body image and what media is telling us and striving over and over again to achieve, as you have said, Maybe it's a possible goal once, but uh, uh, sustaining that goal, sustaining that pre-wedding body takes so much hard work. What's the answer? I think the answer is two things. Obviously,
1: finding a balance, as I mentioned earlier, and embracing a normal body. And this is what I want to be seeing more of and what I know I need to see more of so that... (laughs) <laughs> it can get into my thick skull that what I'm preaching and what I'm telling myself is the truth. That cellulite is normal. That stretch marks are normal. That having a flabby whatever is normal. You know, that doesn't mean I don't train just because I'm flabby. Because I, I don't know. I, I, don't. I loved what you
0: said right at the very beginning. That mm. you had a really good piece of advice to unfollow. Follow. Yes. People that are, that are projecting yes. negative thoughts into your into your psyche.
1: Well, because what happens? You start comparing, eh? You start comparing bodies. You start comparing successes. You start comparing people who are getting pregnant, blah, 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 blah. We speak about social media quite a bit here because, as you know, I, I like to keep my
0: social media alive. Listen, Tez, we're going to follow on from this. Okay. Because we're talking quite a lot here about mental health. Yes. In relation to body image. Okay. Another recent post, you said, I see you, I feel you, keep going with the hashtag mental health. So I want to talk about this as well. Um, I want to just ask you something. We're in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. We're in this semi-normal. We're doing an awful lot better than a lot of countries. Thankfully. um, But we aren't normal. And we aren't living normal lives. So I'm going to ask you a really personal question. How are you finding things at the moment? How is your personal mental health?
1: I get good days and I get really not good days. And that's probably why I said, I see you, I feel you keep going. Because you really do just need to pick yourself up and keep going. And there are days where I find it very hard to keep, let alone to keep going. Um,
0: Is this a pandemic thing or is this a test thing?
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's reaching 30 and... I think I've always kind of struggled with mental health and I didn't know I struggled with mental health. I'm a very anxious person. A lot of people struggle with anxiety. I like before I go on stage, I don't eat at all until the evening, until I'm on stage, uh, for example. Or um, if I have a wedding and I know I need to sing until the wedding is over, I don't eat. This has nothing to do with the the food relations. I'll just be so anxious about it that I need to do a good job. I don't want to let people down, blah, 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 blah. I don't think my mental health currently has to do, in reality, with, with what's going on globally. I just think that... Um that's what I mean by, I think it's because I'm 30, possibly because I'm reaching another phase in my life where I have more responsibility, where I want to delve into another chapter in my life and all of that, I would say. So obviously that triggers a little bit of anxiety here and there. There are days where everything is absolutely super and amazing and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be alive. There are days where I open recruitment company pages and I'm trying to look for another job. Where There are days where... Um, I walk into a classroom and a silly comment a child says is was totally gives me the satisfaction I need for that day. I cannot tell you it's the same every day. Um but this is another thing I want to be seeing more of on social media, the fact that yes, it's okay not to be okay.
0: But listen, if that's the case, if you have bad days, who do you talk to about your mental health? If you talk to anybody, who would you talk to and say, I'm having a really bad day? Are you talking with your friends? Are you talking with family?
1: I think the first thing I would do is I'd go for a run. That seems to be my solution recently, when I can't get myself to run, I make myself a cup of tea and I chill a little bit and I sit with my thoughts and I kind of just embrace that this is where I am. There are days I need to give my therapist a call and that is totally okay. If he needs to go to therapy to deal with certain issues, why not? It is what it is. I obviously have a couple of friends that I reach out to. I have one of my sisters I'm very close to as well, a mommy, a mom who's very supportive and really understands. And there are days where I just go to my, my parents' house and my mom says... You're not okay. Come for a hug, and she can just kind of feel it. You know, there are there are people around you who know you, feel feed off your vibe, feed off your your feeling. You know, and they kind of offer a solution. I'm not gonna deny that there is another 360 to it. That there are people that absolutely don't get it, and um, I've had conversations where. I would wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm not feeling okay today. And I would get an answer back saying, but why? I don't understand how, why you are anxious. Your parents are alive. You are healthy. You have not undergone any type of trauma. So there is no um, reason for you to be mentally not okay. And I think this is, this is I think, the biggest breakthrough I had to go through with my therapist because I myself couldn't understand what the trigger to not being okay was. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think you need to kind of accept as a person going through it, you need to accept that it is okay not to be okay. And as a significant other to somebody who is going through it, for the love of God, be empathic and just kind of, you don't understand it, but at least try and understand it.
0: It's interesting that you talk about a therapist. I personally think mental health challenges have been a little bit, made a little bit more acceptable because we are in a pandemic circumstances are extraordinary it gives more freedom to say you know what i'm not okay mm-hmm. because you you can initially blame the pandemic you it, know i'm not okay cuz you know i haven't been to the pub in whatever. months or out for dinner in mm-hmm. a really long time or i know, do no feel way.
1: more com- you're you're making a really valid point because i do feel a lot more comfortable in this last year year well year and a little bit that we've been in the pandemic i feel a lot more comfortable to be like i'm feeling really blech today Because probably the person next to me would be like, oh my God, me too. Whereas before, maybe two, three years ago, I would just have kept something like that to myself or I would have just gone to a friend who I know will understand what I'm going through. You know, so yes, I totally understand that. Um, I'm hoping even once this bloody thing comes to an end, at least we remain
0: more empathic. Do we talk about this issue enough? Have we started to talk about it enough? And if not, why not? I don't think we know what to say. I think,
1: I think this is what I, I think this is what I struggle with the most. Um, I don't think we know what to say, because it, I let me tell you, I think the feeling, the best way I could describe it to my therapist when I was having a really, really low day. The only way I could verbalize what I was feeling was that. I feel like somebody's hand is over my head and shoving me under the water. It's the only way I could describe how I was feeling, like, like somebody wasn't allowing me to swim up to, to get some air. And I think that is what I, I, I struggled with, verbalizing it. And I think what we struggle with is listening to somebody and knowing what to answer back because you don't understand it or, and I don't, I think, I think if you just offer kindness and you offer empathy, it just goes a really long way.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I think one of, uh, one of the worst things that you can possibly do when someone comes and tells you they're having a really bad day is turn around and say, oh, I know how you feel because you don't. The very best thing you can do is just listen Mm -hmm. and say nothing if you have nothing to say. Just even listening mm-hmm. is, is such a positive it thing. Could,
1: it could be comforting to, to hear, I know how you feel. It could be, but you never know. So always start with listening. Exactly. Start with listening, start with giving somebody a hug, start with just making somebody a cup of tea because the act of not, not me, not you, no. But if you're if the, the, the symbolism of, for example, making somebody a cup of tea or offering them a glass of water is like you're inviting them to continue talking. You know, because it takes you a while to get through a drink, if you know what I mean. So you're kind of inviting them to, to really dive into their feelings and, and go a little bit deeper.
0: I was, I was a newer party to this. And I'll finish on this. You uh, and uh, a very lovely lady uh, colluded. And, I, and a couple of days after my very, very beautiful dog died, I received a huge bunch of flowers. <laughs> and there was not much written on the card, but it was just the thought that somebody gave a damn when you were having a really bad time. And it doesn't have to be flowers. It can be any gesture, but just to reach out. And I think that is one of the things that this COVID pandemic situation has taught us is that any gesture is a, is a gesture worthwhile. Yes,
1: I agree. I really hope, I, I think people have made the shift to be slightly kinder or to at least be aware that being kind really does go a long way. And I'm hoping that this does keep going, you know.
0: Let's hope that for the future, Tez. It's a different podcast this time. Definitely a different podcast. It's been a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for your honesty. Thank you so much for your insight. (laughs) And I've really enjoyed talking to you. Until next time.
1: Yes, my friends. See you.